if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, welcome to another podcast here on ECSW on Anchor, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. We're going to be on about seven or eight other platforms here in the coming days. We will find out, and I'll make sure to tweet those. You can follow me on Twitter, at EthanCarterSW. I only have about 20 minutes to do this one today, so it's going to be a short one. It's going to be me reacting to the professional, what what are they called? The uh, Pro Hockey Writers Association, Professional Hockey Writers Association. They came out with their mid-season awards for the 2019-20 season. A couple weeks ago, I wrote an article on my own blog, um, I also write for the Hockey Writers, but I I, um, I wrote an article on my own blog about my mid-season award picks. It's changed a little bit since then. I'm going to react to what they have, uh, the Hart winner, the Norris winner, the Selkie, Calder, etc. Uh, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about what I might change or what I agree with, and we will go from there. The uh, president of the PHWA is Frank Saravalli. Uh, he said, we're proud of the work our PHWA members put in throughout the entire season, crunching numbers and speaking to sources to gather the best ballot possible. So we'll see if I think they gathered the best ballot possible. Um, and like this is a, this is the type of thing where it's like, I know a lot of people that probably listen to this don't pay attention to hockey. Even if you don't, it's a great sport. You should watch it. Uh, look, you know, look into it. It's a... It's a great sport. It's kind of been my replacement for the NBA because I really don't have a reason to watch the NBA anymore. I, I follow from afar, and if you listen to yesterday's podcast, I talked a little bit about that, so you're probably going to hear this in every podcast. But, uh, yeah, let's do this here. Uh, the next NHL one that I plan on doing will probably be around April, unless there's huge news or some draft stuff I might get into. We shall see, but I just spent the first two minutes and wasted some time introing this thing. Like I said, only about 20 minutes, and I think it's a nice short and sweet. You can let's do it on a quick commute, whatever the case may be. If you're at home bored, you can let's do it, whatever. Okay, I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up. So the, the Comeback Player of the Year award uh, to the player re- who returned to a previous high level of performance that was interrupted by subpar play, long-term injury, I just bumped the mic, by the way, if you heard that, or major illness, and the top three, Max Pacioretty from the Vegas Golden Knights is number three, who is having a great season. He's an all-star. Anthony Duclair for the Ottawa Senators, who's had an excellent season this year. Uh, I really liked what he's done. And William Nylander, who had a very bad year last year, coming off of his whole RFA thing. He didn't play until December, and uh, now he's back this year playing at a high level. Honestly, I think Duclair would be my pick here, even though they have Nylander winning it uh, for the midseason. It should be interesting to see how these turn out because I will do a video reacting to the awards uh, in June. But uh, for the midseason, it's fun to look at. I think that I would go with Duclair. I think that he's just had such a good season. Uh, the Rod Langway Award to the defenseman who best excels in the defense, defensive aspect of the game. And number three is Roman Yossi from the Nashville Predators. Number two is Victor Hedman from the Tampa Bay Lightning. And number one is uh, Jacob Slavin from the Carolina Hurricanes. I like all three of these. I think Hedman is the best defensive defenseman in the game out of these three. Uh, He's had a great year. Yossi's been good. 
I would more give Yossi uh, a nod to the uh, Norris personally over this. Um, I think someone who's severely underrated defensively is, at least in this aspect, uh, the defenseman who best excels defensively is Colton Pareko from St. Louis. And I know I'm a Blues fan, and I may sound biased. He has missed some time, so that probably hurts him. But I don't have a problem with this. Slavin is underrated. He's a great defenseman, and uh, that's fine. The uh, Jim Gregory GM of the Year Award to the general manager adjusted adjusted to have contributed most to his team's success. Number three, <clears throat> excuse me, is Doug Armstrong from the St. Louis Blues. Number two is John Chaka from the Arizona Coyotes. And number one is Joe Sackick from the Colorado Avalanche. So I think my pick for this was Jim Binning in uh, Vancouver because I think that the offseason moves that he made to bring in JT Miller, Tyler Myers, uh, the draft picks that have come up and done well, you know, Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser. I mean, they were good last year, but also this year continuing that. Quinn Hughes has been marvelous this year and probably would win a Calder in most other years if it weren't for Kale McCarr this year. We'll get to the Calder here momentarily. But I think Benning deserves some props. Shake uh, has done a good job. The Phil Kessel trade has been weird. It hasn't really worked out that well, but he did also trade for Taylor Hall. Um among other moves that he's made over the years. Uh, Sackick, you know, the team did well without Rantanen and Landeskog for a while there. Uh, he drafted Makar, which Makar, we all knew Makar was going to be a stud, and he's been that. Um, other than that, though, those three is fine. Armstrong, the Blues have been good without Tarasenko uh, or Blay, and they've had key injuries, and Justin Falk, that was a weird trade. It didn't, it's been okay. I mean, Falk's been good. <clears throat> defensively, but whatever. Okay. The Jack Adams to so the coach adjudged to have contributed the most to his team's success. Number three, Craig Berube of the St. Louis Blues. Number two, John Tortorella of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And number one, Mike Sullivan of Pittsburgh. And number one and two is hard to um, decide between because Sullivan, they've been so damn good with so many injuries. Crosby was out for a while. Malkin missed time. Ginsel is now out. Look at other guys that have missed time. I believe Schultz, Dumoulin, they, uh, he's missed time. Um, Sullivan's done a great job there. Tremendous job. Tortorella, though. Look at what they lost in the offseason. Bobrovsky, Panarin, Duchesne. They lost Dezingle. They lost so many guys in the offseason. They come in. I thought they were going to be a bottom five team in the league. They are the hottest team in the league right now. They're playing excellent. Elvis Merzlikens has been so good uh, between the pipes. Um I would give the nod to Tortorella. A lot of people might not like John Tortorella because, you know, he's a nut. But he's also a good coach, and he's proving that this year. And uh, they've just been so good. Cam Atkinson, Pierre-Luc Dubois. I mean, they've had a lot of injuries, too. I know Wawrinski missed some time, but they've played so well. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. They could be great if they did. <clears throat> they're not an easy team to play against. So we shall see. Seth Jones in the back end is just a tremendous player as well. But I would give it to Tortorella here. Baruby, big props to him. My favorite coach that the Blues have ever had by a million. Not only because he won the Cup last year, but the style that they play in the team first mentality has just been so good there. Uh, the Vesna Trophy to the goaltender adjudged to be the best in his position. <clears throat> Number three, Darcy Kemper of the Arizona Coyotes. Number two, Ben Bishop of the Dallas Stars. Number one, Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets. So 
I think picking Hellebuck first is fine. I don't know about Bishop at two because just Hudobin's been great too behind him. And the um, the way that Dallas plays defensively, they are very good. They're number one in the league in goals against. Uh, so I think that maybe you have Kemper jump Bishop. I know Kemper's missed time, but he was so good. Uh, one of the best goaltenders in the league this year. And I know with my, my preseason predictions, which I'll, at the end of the year, during the awards, I will go over who I picked and whatnot, whatever. But uh, I didn't record a podcast for this. But I did have Kemper as an under-the-radar goaltender watch out for in the season, and it's been that way. But all right, next up, <clears throat> the Lady Bing, which last year was won by Alexander Barkov. Uh, to the player judged to have exhibited the best type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability. So number three is Ryan O'Reilly, who has won one of these, I believe, and he was a finalist last year for the award. Number two, Austin Matthews, and number one, Nathan McKinnon, which the Lady Bing is the type of world where I really don't care, to be honest. So if McKinnon wins it, good for him. I really have nothing else to say uh, about that. All right, next up. <clears throat> trying to clear my throat here. It's really not working. But uh, the Calder. The player selected as the most proficient in his first year of competition. Man, they have fancy descriptions for these awards. Props to whoever does that. Very fancy. Um, number three, Victor Olofsson from the Buffalo Sabres, who is, in fact, a power play goal machine. Tons of power play goals early in the season. Number two and number one, I mean, <clears throat> the gap between one-two together, Makar at one and Hughes at two, those two, the gap between those two together and everyone else is significant. These two have stepped in like 10-year vets on the blue line. Both have been fine defensively, incredible offensive ability with the ability to get back on defense while joining the rush. Um, it's just incredible. Uh, Quinn Hughes has really changed the Canucks offense. He's been so good. Same could be said for Makar. Some of the goals that Makar has scored, you could say, oh my God, you could throw this guy out on the wing and he'd be throwing up 30 goals. He's just got such a good shot. He's just a really good player. And uh, I believe I picked Capo Caco to win the, the Calder, which won't happen. But I did have Makar as a runner-up. So I should be able to get some credit for that. Okay? Thank you. Uh, but Makar and Hughes, geez, they've been unbelievable. Other rookies that I would think for this award, I mean, I can't really think of any um, that are worthy Kubalik, I think I think he's a rookie in Chicago. He's been great. Uh, Merzlikens, if he's technically a rookie, which I don't know if he is, he's been great too. But uh, next up, the Selkie Trophy to the forward who best excels in defensive aspects of the game. Last year's winner was Ryan O'Reilly. He's third on here. Patrice Bergeron, who I think has four Selkies, he's second. And Sean Couturier uh, from the Flyers is first. I picked Couturier for my midseason award pick. I picked him. So underrated. He's such a good two-way forward. 100% the guy here. Bergeron and O'Reilly have won Selkies in the past. Of course, Bergeron has four. O'Reilly has one. Whatever. But it's about GD time that Sean Couturier wins a Selkie. And I think this is the year. The writers see it. I see it. Okay? Um, the Norris Trophy. we got two more here. The Norris Trophy the de to the defenseman who demonstrates the greatest all-around ability in the position. Number three, Dougie Hamilton, who I think is out for the year. He just had a horrible leg injury. Hopefully he can recover from that. Number two is Roman Yossi from Nashville. Number one is John Carlson from the Washington Capitals. Uh, 
no disagreements here. Yossi's been great this year. Hamilton was great before he got injured. Uh, Carlson's been the guy the whole year. He's already got 60 points. I know that if you look at you know defense and greatest all-around ability, look at the guys that Carlson has around him. We're talking Vrana, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Oshie. I mean, the list goes on, but seriously. Uh, Carlson's been so good this year, and I would 100% give him the award. He was my pick. But also, I would shout out Alex Petrangelo from St. Louis, who's been consistent. He's got the same amount of points as Dougie Hamilton, and he's played one more game. The goal scoring total, I think Hamilton has 14, Petrangelo 13. So you got to give him some some uh, props. He's so good both ways as well. And uh, it's a contract year, so he's playing his best hockey that I've seen in a long time from uh, the Blues captain. But, yeah, Roman Yossi's great. Petrangelo and Yossi are like the same defenseman. Yossi's been a little better offensively this year, but they are so similar. Um, so I, Carlson getting the award, he will. Uh, my preseason pick, I believe, was John Klingberg from Dallas, who's been horrible uh, compared to what people thought this year, but whatever. Um <clears throat> my throat, I don't know why it's not clearing. The big one, though, the Hart Trophy. The player adjudged to be the most valuable to his team. Number three, and I disagree with this vehemently. David Pasternak, who's been great. He'll probably win the Maurice Richard. I can't get behind the, uh, the Hart thing for him. Um, number two, Nathan McKinnon. I can't get behind that. Number one, Connor McDavid, the best player in the game. It's not even... I mean, it's McDavid, a line, McKinnon, a line, and then the rest. These two, just unreal. Other guys that I would put at three, and the problem that they aren't there is because their their teams are not going to make the playoffs, probably. Jack Eichel from Buffalo, they won't make the playoffs. Artemi Panarin from New York with the Rangers, they probably won't make the playoffs, okay? Uh, I don't know why Leon Dreisettle doesn't get a shout-out here. He's been great. And I figure that McDavid might get lose some votes because of Dreisaitl. I don't know if that's going to happen. But you look at what McKinnon's done when his line mates were out. Rantanen and Landeskog both missed time. McKinnon's been great the whole year. It's as close as it can get for the heart for number one and two right now. I, I'm okay with giving it to McDavid. Um, The knee injury for McDavid last year was ridiculously worse than people thought. Very serious knee injury. And he's come back and he's been better. He has been better than what he was before. Some of the SHIT that McDavid has done this year, oh my goodness, just an unreal talent. I mean, seriously, he when he's done, he's going to go down as probably the greatest skater ever, the greatest offensive playmaker ever. I'm, I'm including Gretzky and Lemieux. Those guys are great. But this guy's the best talent we've ever seen. And guess what? I think he's 23 years old. Is he 22 or 23? He's under the age of 24 is basically what I'm saying. Still so young, so much talent. And it's a shame that he's only been in the playoffs once. It's only been four years, but still, we need him in the playoffs. So if Edmonton could hold on for the sake of people that want to watch McDavid in the playoffs, if Edmonton makes the playoffs, McDavid is a lock for the heart unless he gets hurt or if his point totals fall below McKinnon's, which who knows? You never know, but... Those are my thoughts. I'll run down the winners real quick that the Professional Hockey Writers Association has. Their picks uh, for their, um, let's see what it says. The the first line of this says St. Louis, January 22nd, 2020. 
The Professional Hockey Writers Association announced today the winners of 10 midseason awards as the hockey world's as the hockey world descends on the gateway city to mark the halfway point of the 2019-20 NHL campaign. Okay, so your winners. Their picks. Comeback Player of the Year, William Nylander. Rod Langway Award, Jacob Slavin. Jim Gregory GM of the Year Award, Joe Sackick. Jack Adams Award for the Best Coach, Mike Sullivan. Vesna for the Best Goaltender, Connor Hellebuck. Lady Bing, Nathan McKinnon, that is the... Sportsmanship Award, basically. Uh, the Calder for the best rookie is Kale McCarr. The Selkie for the best defensive forward is Sean Couturier. The Norris for the best defenseman all around, uh, greatest all around ability, it says, is John Carlson. And the Hart, which is basically the MVP, is Connor McDavid. So, thank you for listening. Make sure to leave a rate, like, subscribe. Like I said, we're on Anchor, Spotify, and Pocket Casts. We will have more platforms coming your way soon, and uh, hope you enjoy. And I think the next one that we'll do, unless something else comes up, will be the Super Bowl preview before the big game in Miami next Sunday. Thank you for listening, and I will see you again next time.